You're tuned to Indy 1023. I'm Jeremy Peterson, and we're back in the performance studio today and excited to have the Charleston, South Carolina duo Shovels and Rope joining us. The headline tonight at the Ogden Theater in Denver. Shovels and Rope, welcome. Hello. Hello. Uh, wow, have, have a year, guys. It, it began with the arrival of, of your second child together, right? That's correct. So that would be plenty on the yeah. plates of most. But then after that, you've, you've released a new record. You've got a new movie. You once again curated uh, the High Water Festival in your hometown. Played the Grand Ole Opry. Did a lot of touring. Baby's got to <laughs> eat now. Baby's got to eat. And now you're back in Colorado. I'm exhausted just uh, recounting all that. How are you guys holding up? We feel good. Yeah. yeah it's nice to be here. Um, it's always nice to be in Colorado. Right? Everything... You wake up and your hair is longer because it's dry. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we get to see some friends and family, and it's it's really nice. Well, so good to have you. Let's let's get right to it. Uh, the new record is By Blood, and you're going to start with something uh, from it. What's coming up here? Um, we're going to play a song called I'm Coming Out. Shovels and Rope in studio.
Shovels and Rope with us in studio. I'm coming out. That's from the new record by Blood. It's Carrie Ann Hurst, Michael Trent making up the duo. Ogden Theater, the place tonight with the opener, John Paul White. Uh, so much joy, so much emotion in your songs. Uh, that's absolutely about the, the two of you, uh, obviously. But the, the fact that you're still a duo and it's just the two of you and you're still playing all the instruments, I mean, it has so much to do, I think. You know, if, it almost seems like if there were uh, additions of musicians, it'd be a subtraction in a way. I've, yeah, we have kind of um, felt like that since the beginning. At first, I guess we, you know, it was just nobody wanted to be in our band, and we couldn't afford anybody <laughs> driving around with married people in their van. It's, it's terrible, already yeah. a bad idea. But um, <laughs> we, it, it started to be. I don't know. We we kind of uh, get off on the fact that there's only two of us, and we have to uh, be creative in the way that we arrange things, and. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like people, it just it worked, and people um, connected to it, and um, we've we just continued the same thing, except for um, sort of broadened a lot of the arrangements. And now we we're we're very busy on stage, trying not to look busy, but uh, right. physically busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, fewer people to keep happy, I suppose, too helps, right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Nobody, you know, these, there's enough opinions flying around in shovels and rope with the two of us. That said, uh, a couple of pretty major additions uh, to, to the tour in the last couple of, what, three or four years now. Oh, yeah. The kids are out on the road with you. We do. We travel with them. Um, we feel super lucky because, you know, you know, we're both working parents, but because we basically work from home, um, when we're at home, we have them. And when we're out on tour, we have them. And we're not missing anything. It's a little bit of a squirrely way to live, but I don't know any <laughs> parents with two kids who don't, who aren't living a squirrely existence. There's no easy, smooth way to get it done. We just happen to get ours done uh, in a tour bus going around the country months out of the year. I don't know. If you guys had any kind of reputation as being a party band, but uh, has that changed anything, like essentially, as far as the way that you work and the way you travel? <laughs> the, 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 uh, there's no. Yeah, the the wildness on the bus is its own it's it's its own wildness. It's toddler it's, wildness. Yeah, <laughs> which is w- more wild. Yeah, than, right, right. Uh, than like grown up party wild. Yeah. Like this party goes through the night and <laughs> into the early morning. Have you guys managed to see any of the uh, Ken Burns country music documentary? That's been out recently. <laughs> yeah, I have watched hours and hours of it. Michael will joke that it's just always on in our house. I'm a TV junkie, and all that stuff's super precious to me because it's definitely the heritage of music heritage I kind of grew up in and come from, and all that. All those stories were legendary to me growing up, and um, so a lot of that history is particularly interesting to me. I think some of it is interesting to Michael. You know, your, your dad loved country music, yeah. and so it's, like, sentimental to, like, watch the bands that he liked and kind of see all the... And when your mom is knocking around the house, you know, she's got a lot of insight into the 70s country music stuff because that's kind of what they were listening to in Houston. Yeah, it was around, it was, it was around the house, definitely. Probably a source of my rebellion you know in my uh early music stages my dad was trying to sell it real hard and i was wasn't buying you it having it yeah yeah that's the way it works right yeah <laughs> i think so and then like you find out you know later on you find out what i loved about it you know kind of came to it in a different way with a different pers- sideways perspective i bring that up in part but preparing for this interview there's just so much about about you guys about your music about the the dualities of your music that uh, brought that to mind just seeing it and plus you know how it goes if uh, the kids are growing up on the road 
with the band. They eventually become part of the band, right? Isn't that well, the- that is our hope. <laughs> uh, if no, nothing would give me greater joy than to get to play music with our kids. I don't suspect that that's what they'll want to do for a living. I think they'll always cherish these years on tour. We have no idea. You know, they're so much smarter than us and so uh, much... You know, I, I hope they grow up to be world-saving climate scientists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if they want to be a couple of dirtbag musicians, we could just dress them up like us, and uh, then we then we'll hang out and take the night off and oh, just man. like <laughs> let's get let's can we please give them our legacy? Can we please just give them the whole thing so we can retire and then they can just stay out on the road? The shovels and rope family band. <laughs> Someday we're talking with shovels and rope in studio. They're playing at the Ogden Theater tonight. Uh, I, I got to note the uh, the Colorado connection here. In, in many ways, this is kind of coming home for you. I, I guess it is home for you, Michael. It is it's where you grew up. I grew up here. Yep, I was born in Houston, and then I moved here when I was about two. And um, I grew up in you know uh, Green Mountain and Ar- Arvada. And um, I guess <laughs> got kicked right out of here. <laughs> yeah, I had a, uh, <laughs> kicked out of high school right here in Denver, Colorado. That's yeah, true. <laughs> so we hear a lot about New Denver, Old Denver. I, I went one for the Old Denver folk. Uh, Tinker's Punishment. Yeah, that's really it's it's funny. It still lingers. You know, I ran into somebody in Chicago, like it's this kid in uh, a guitar store in Chicago. He actually remembered the films. He's like, um, which was the band that was after after Tinker's, but. It's like, that's, I don't know, for us not having a very uh, hardy career in any way that, like, that splintered out into the into the cracks of America. And then it was uh, the films eventually in South Carolina. Is that, is that yeah, how it Yeah, we basically moved to, to Charleston and, um, like, had a, a little lineup change and, um, and name change. And then we did that for a while and moved to New York. And, you know, it was like... It was great until it wasn't. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was that like I have really, really great memories with those guys, and um, I, you know, make a point to see them when we're out on the road. Everybody's all spread out, you know, L.A. Yeah. and here, and yeah, sometimes, sometimes New, New York. York. We yeah. see the yeah, we see all those guys. We still raise our kids together. It's pretty cool. Nice. It's shovels and rope joining us in studio. I, I want to ask you about this this next time because it's almost kind of a a magical realism about come on Utah. And I don't know if this is like one lifted from current events or not, but uh, talk about this song a little bit. Let's take it in two parts. I want to start out by saying Michael brought this idea to the table early in the concept of this record. We were like getting all our song ideas into a pile. And it was the first one that we were just so excited about. And it was so random. Uh, And all of this was happening just as Trump was talking about putting up what he wanted to put up a wall or whatever. And we write the song, we start taking the song out on the road, um, we're playing it, the news starts getting crazy. Next thing you know, like families are being separated at the border in this like apocalyptic feeling situation. And we've got this song that's kind of uh, about that, kind of in the future. So this wall in the song is up and comes back down. And then this horse is... A legend that's going around. Yeah, it's basically the, the story of a you know a, a like a weary uh, traveler who stumbles upon this camp, and um, he ends up sitting around talking to the to the people. And it was you know it's after the wall, and it, it 
it turns out there are a bunch of people in this camp who have been separated from their family and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do next. And um, they're sitting around the campfire and, um, you know, kind of telling this story about this uh, this magic horse that can lead the way to to their family members. And nobody really knows if it's a, you know, like a story that they just tell the kids to give them some hope or if it's, you know, or, if, you know, maybe there is, maybe the horse is real. I don't know. It's just a... Um, it was a, it was a random song that kind of popped out of nowhere, and it's just sort sort of like this surreal uh, story about a horse. Let's hear it. Come on, Utah is the song. Shovels and rope in studio. I was thirsty. I was lost. I was hanging on a cross I was dying to make it back to Colorado Bones in a saddle I was weary from the battle The path was much too difficult to follow Oh come on Utah Get me over there Ten more miles on a turn that dial We're never coming back again Come on, Utah Race me over that land I want to see my son and carry my gun Like a real American And gone, and all the lost ones had moved on. They would gather on the hill to tell their story. Utah was his name, he had a calico mane, he was stride out on a cannonade morning. But he sauntered to my side and I fell in.
thirsty, I was lost I was hanging on a cross I was dying to make it back to Colorado Hey, this is Shovels and Hope And this is Mississippi Nothing Killing me. I don't have anything. Remember when we used to wear each other's clothes? Yeah, I've been struggling. But I know lots of things. And I got an idea it's gonna turn on the money hole. Choking on a joke, try to keep it light. I can never quite. Get the timing right But you You never know how it feels I got ideas No one knows We watched you on at the recovery The sound was good But you're always looking down Don't take this personally But man, if that was me I'd make more eye contact With the camera kind of worth the crowd You probably think I'll call to say that you were right but I'm blackout drunk in a cotton field on a Friday night And I got nothing to do but tell you how I feel I got I 
got ideas no one knows. Shovels and Rope in studio, a pair more from the new record. It's By Blood. That song is Mississippi Nothing. Come on, Utah, uh, bearing all the hallmarks of, of, of your songs, the emotion. Uh, kind of a cathartic feel almost to it, uh, especially the chorus of Come On Utah. I, just, I love it. Well, I love to sing it every every night when that part. I feel like I'm getting on a horse and, and, and riding off across the northern, off the southern border into, you know, the western skies. That's one of the things I, I love about, about, <laughs> about you guys, too, especially live. Um, you're what might be called, uh, you're not shouters because you, you sing and you harmonize, but you're belters. Yeah. How, how would you describe what you do? Not not uh, genre-wise or flavor-wise, but as far as that element goes. Gosh, I don't know. How, you know, we can sing tender, and we often have, and we do. True. But um, there's something about sh- the the shout and the, like, opening up your mouth and singing, and there's a certain volume and a certain even, you know, timber and pitch that what they might call like high lonesome sounding. Yes. That has always been kind of an appeal to me. And if you can, if there's some, there'll be like a certain frequency that will make your hair stand up on your arm. And I feel like you're often to find that in, in when people are like not sing, shout, like shout singing, I guess, um, in a, in a true harmony, like not just, you know, animalistic screaming, John Lennon style. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, but, yeah, but that too, like when when um, Harry Nielsen and John Lennon are going through their sh- screaming singing phase, that stuff, many rivers to cross. I mean, it just rips your heart right. Oh out. yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about that country music doc. It's like you guys are kind of equal parts, you know, John and Exene and Johnny and June. Maybe. Thank you. What a fine compliment. <laughs> I, we often say, you know, when when we're at the truck stop and the gas station attendant wants to know what kind of music. We play. I say, we kind of are like if the White Stripes met the Everly Brothers. Oh yeah, just because yeah, yeah. we sing all the time and um, and it's kind of stripped down rock and roll, but it's really not stripped down it's anymore. Basically it's like steeped in harmony, and then yeah. there can be some some uh, wild rock and roll swirling around it. Well, you guys had your own separate things going on musically uh, careers, mm-hmm. but you were married before this duo mm-hmm. happened. You, you were married first. Was this something that you guys just uh, did for fun, did around the house? How did, how did it first work out when that Shovels and Rope record came out, what, 11 years ago now? We, which one are you talking about? Ob- uh, Shovels and Rope. Shovels yeah. and, yeah. The record. Yeah, the record. <laughs> yeah, the record. Uh, we had... Well, it was a side project and became a four project. Yeah, the, the timeline is kind of confusing because um, we were still doing our separate things when we made that record. We just made it kind of you know, for fun or just as a creative outlet project. And we we put that together, and I guess that came out in, like, 2008. But we weren't touring together or anything. We just kind of um, hung out in the music community in our town, and we would do gigs. And yeah, we played the bars, like, four or five nights a week in Charleston for years. Oh, wow. And yeah, we were yeah. married in... So that came out in 2008. We were married in 2009 and um, started this band because it didn't make sense to tour... We were just married, and we were like, "What are we gonna do? Just not just be road dogs and never see each other." Right, right. And yeah. um, and also this thing that we do in the bar kind of works. People were connecting with it, 
And so we just kind of took all those songs from, you know, Carrie's record and from my record and from the Shovels and Rope record that we made. And we're like, let's just put all this into this project and we'll call it Shovels and Rope. And we already have three records we can sell on the road. Three for 25. Yeah. (laughs) Made our career. And we'll just live in the van and it's fine. And it could have been by design, but it's gone pretty well. I mean... The family's on the road. You got mm-hmm. you got the the studio in the backyard now, which is where this latest record comes from, right? You're able to just yep. do that at home. Yep, we do. We've done all of them at home, okay. but okay. Um, the studio is now outside of the home. It was it before it was just a room in the house, yeah. and then we had a uh, we had a nap, kid. Yeah, and, nap time babies don't like drum say. track. No, <laughs> yeah, hey. right. Yeah, the Ogden Theater, the place tonight, and uh, they'll be belting it out. It is Shovels and Rope, and you're going to get to another one, uh, I, I guess somewhat on the more tender side of things. The character, there's a couple different characters kind of in Hammer. It reminds me of the workhorse in George Orwell's Animal Farm. He's just a big, strong, dumb animal who just wants to do his best. And then by the end of the song, he finds that he's been kind of swished off into the into the act of actually building this wall that he doesn't even necessarily want up but he's just like trying to get ahead and doesn't want to fuss and fight and it's interesting as you know we never made our career on being particularly political but anybody who knows us or listens to us is pretty plain kind of where we're floating around but I thought the song was interesting because um it's just a guy in the world just doing his best and he's not neither right nor wrong but kind of finds himself just a cog in the wheel They shut my water off, I got a nasty cough I'm out here every day with my hammer My arms hurt, my legs hurt I'm out here every day with my hammer 
Shovels and Rope in studio, Carrie Ann Hurst, Michael Trent playing for us. And tonight at the Ogden Theater in Denver, out on the road for a couple weeks, still playing West Coast and Southwest dates coming up and wrapping up November 6th in Nashville at the Ryman. Yeah. That just that just sounds amazing. It is. <laughs> it is amazing. We've done it before and it's and it's great. It's a lot of it's a you know, there's so much history and um, it's a really nice way to end a tour. And we also have a lot of, um, you know, kind of like friends and family in Nashville. It's It really is a, a nice way to cap the tour off. Yeah. Well, enjoy the rest of it. Thanks so much for being here today, Shovels and Rope. Thank you. Thank you. Us.